Hi, and welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I'm your host, Jen Milius, and I'm so glad that you're here. And before we get into the show, I want to invite you to visit jennifermilius.com forward slash start to get free resources focused on helping you get your book and message out into the world. Choose what resonates and take steps towards being seen and heard, showing up at the table, owning your space, and sharing your book and message. And now let me introduce to you Delise Torres. Originally from Puerto Rico, Delise Torres has a PhD in food science and a former work experience as a quality assurance manager in the food industry. She currently lives in Germany with her daughter and German husband. One Tough Cookie is her first novel. Let's dive into the pond and meet Delise. Welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I am so excited to bring to you Delise Torres. Delise, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Jen, for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited you're here too. And I would love for you to start with how did you get into writing? Well, I actually never thought of becoming a writer. I hear a lot of writers say, oh, I've been writing since I was a, a little kid but that was not me. <laughs> I I mean, I come from Puerto Rico. My family wanted me to study, be a doctor or something like that. I ended up studying uh, microbiology in college. And it wasn't until I moved to Germany when I was in my late 30s that I actually, well, I couldn't find a job in my field and so I was very it was the culture shock the language plus not finding a job and so it was a lot so I started journaling and just and just thinking about my life and then I I wanted to write like a, a memoir for just for me and then I found tips for writing fiction and I actually I had these daydreams that I had always since I was a teenager and I just saw these like movies but it was never me it was like me imagining something another life but it wasn't me in the in the dreams in these images they were always in English because they're sort of I was a huge uh, watching U.S. shows and movies and I never thought and I once I told my husband once you know I have these things like that was when we were in Germany like I had never told anyone and he's like oh have you thought of writing it and I thought no it's so hard so then when I was looking to write a memoir I said okay let me just write this for fun and then it was like this whole new world (laughs) started opened uh, for me and I just realized like oh my god these were kind of stories and characters that I've had all this time and they were meant to be written like I should and then I was writing it and it was so fun just to read through it again and it just came so easy that then I was hooked <laughs> I love that I love that because you know when you just described you know watching almost kind of like you were watching a movie play out and like you said it wasn't you as the character you were watching you know this scene or these characters Mm -hmm. do stuff it's almost kind of like the characters were showing up saying hey are you going to come with us are you going to are you following us Mm because we have something we want to tell you 
Yeah, and I would revisit sometimes the same stories and change them in my head, like revise. <laughs> yeah. And they would change and sometimes they just pop up. I'm watching a movie or listening to a song or or it's a dream. And and then I would just keep it would stay in my head uh, for a while, but I never thought I was like, uh, yeah, I never thought I'm creative. Like I had a Spanish class, we were had a project to write a novel. <laughs> Uh, for the end of time and I was so hard to write this novel <laughs> and I hated it I but I usually I liked writing or like essays that sort of stuff and the teachers always told me that I was good at it so I had at least the talent for writing and I I mean I did a master's PhD and the professors were like oh you did really good at writing like the dissertation these things but I always thought of fiction is so hard. I mean, it was hard to learn all the craft and these things, but it was so fun. And I love it. Like, I can't believe like it took all that kind of, like, I think I was forced. <clears throat> like, if I hadn't moved to Germany and hadn't lived through that experience, I probably uh, would have never found it. Like, I needed to be forced into not having a job because I was always studying or working uh, to finally sort of face, like find that in myself. So I think like it was meant to be. It sounds like a little bit of, you know, heavenly redirection in a sense, <laughs> yes. like, like, yes. let me get you to where you're going and that, and where I would really like you to be. Sometimes it seems like we make plans and then God goes, yeah, no, we're going to do something else. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and I like your idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, what I hear you saying is that there was always that love of writing, but the technical writing that the dissertation required, the nonfiction technical <laughs> type writing, it sounds like that almost was a little easier at first than the fiction writing. And, and they're requiring different it's really kind of different styles even though yes it's writing but they're requiring two different almost types of skill sets so how did you make that transition in your writing from a technical type style to a creative style well I think a lot of it is like these images so I get the dialogue so of course like when you watch a movie it's all dialogue so I just wrote the dialogue that I heard and so that helped to be the show showing part of it. So it was a lot of, of that. And I read an article about show versus tell that helped a lot and saying like, oh, you have to come up with a scene if you want to explain something. And I thought, oh, God. And, and I was a bit inhibited there. Like I've never studied creative writing or written anything like that. But I read a lot of of women's fiction or literary fiction and so I had it I guess absorbed <laughs> in me and then I read Stephen King's uh, book on writing so I was always a, a fan of his and I thought oh, well you know like I like him and it's a memoir so I'll read it and then he just says all you need to do is read a lot and write a lot you don't need a, a degree and I thought, come, just do it for fun. And I and I did it. And it was really fun. And just keeping in mind that you have to show and create a scene. And since I mostly had the dialogue, that's what comes to me first, the dialogue. So in that sense, I was easy for me. And then I bought this book, Emotional Thesaurus. Yes. 
yes. which helps to show the feeling so that you're not just telling them. So that also helped a lot because then I was like, okay, I need to show. So I'm glad that I found, I mean, I just found that article <laughs> that had all this. So I was already when just from the, the start, I knew that that exists, this show versus tell thing. So I was already writing it with that in mind and finding ways of how to show the emotions in that sense. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. The challenge was more the structure, but in terms of the overall, I think it was it's easy. That took me a while to learn the structure and introducing the characters, backstory, how much, how little, that sort of thing. I thought, let's go uh, into that a little bit more. How did you go through and learn structure and pacing? Like what were some things that you did so that it sounds to me like you probably researched some, you probably read some books about more on the craft and seeing what to do with that. But what else did you do to, as you were working on your piece to say, okay, I've, I've got a first draft. How do, how did you check yourself to say, how is this structure going? How do I like this pacing? What were kind of some of the, the things that you did to help yourself keep moving forward? Well, I, I wrote the first draft and then, and I mean, I thought I'm done. <laughs> and, um, but no, then I was just, I like to research a lot. So I always look online stuff and I came up with this website, helping writers become authors. And she has a whole series about structure and the three, th three act structure and even character structure and scene structure. And so I was like, oh my God, I need to fix my book. Because <laughs> then she mentions all about the character arc and the first scene or the characteristic moments. So she has all these, is it like an outline. So it's easy to follow how she explains it. So I then did a whole outline because the first draft, I was just like pantser. No, I just wrote it. And then I started then the outlining and I rewrote the, the book and then I got feedback on it also because yeah that's for me very important and I actually I mean that first book uh, is not the book that is my debut the first book never I couldn't get an agent with that and I revised it but I still I mean it's still there I kind of figured out last year how to fix it because it was still kind of not working but so for the the next book which is the book I have now that one I was like okay I need to start from the beginning being outlining and not just pantser so I followed the steps like she meant she has all the outline series and everything so I followed that and that helped me a lot with what scenes to include, like what's important. So that helped me a lot to have a structure. And then I needed more of, I think the character, I think for me, the most difficult part is the first part, like the introduction to the part. I'm really like, I get the idea and it's like completely, like I have all the major points and, and it's all dialogue, so I can write that. But then when I get feedback and it's like, okay, I don't understand this character, why is she like this? And I'm like, well, she explains it later. 
then no, you should put that because I need to follow her. And so then I discovered a story genius. And with that, then she talks about the backstory is the story and you need to add, like to add the layers to go deeper. And so then I started working through that and then I added more flashbacks uh, to the story to kind of create the character so that the people can understand it. And I mean, I still, I worked on that. It was the most challenging was getting the character from the beginning, this introduction part. Um, but yeah, I started that first novel that I wrote was in 2014, 15 is when I wrote it. And this book that's coming out is, was, I started in 2018, the outlining process as a process. And I was still rewriting it last year when I sold it uh, finally. So it's been a lot of rewriting and learning and also like integrating the plot, the the subplots. Like I thought, oh, you have all the subplots and yay. <laughs> and then no, they need to be kind of connected <laughs> to the main story. So that was also something because I have um in my book that's coming now, it's a romance, but there's also like a work subplot there's a food inspection it's, a, it's set in a cookie manufacturing plant and there's a food inspection coming and I just had that it was sort of separate to the main character so I had to really into how do I integrate that to her character arc that was a lot of work that was the most challenging thing was to connect that the subplot to the main arc but that was something that I learned then later that, oh, I'm supposed to do this. Okay, I didn't know. <laughs> so it's been a work in progress just with feedback and just learning, just researching, yeah, reading articles, that sort of thing. Yeah, but what I'm, I'm hearing a few different things. So first off, what I'm hearing are divine breadcrumbs. So you took some <laughs> yeah. steps and you know the next step presented itself. So, hey, I, I'm trying to figure out how to do this. Well, look at this, you know, maybe this might give you some inspiration or some guidance or some direction. So you were also staying present with that space, which is really cool. Another thing I'm hearing was like, the, to your point about the, you have the story written, the first draft, and oh, I, I got to go back through it again. And when you're going back through it, the fact that you were plotting and, and and really going back through the structure saying, I need to see these parts, does it align? And if not, what do I do with that? That's still, a, that's a great technique if that, if pantsing was the first way through. And that is, a, you know, coming back and saying, what does this feel like? Does this do what I need it to do? That's a great way to do it is to go back and almost outline what you've now written. Does it work? But, but another thing that I'm, I'm hearing is that that first manuscript was a really great place for you to hone skills for you to just to it's an endurance first off of mm -hmm. writing a book that's endurance that's determination and grit showing up and getting those pieces little bit by little bit put together getting that first pass done wait doing it again wait fixing it again do the pieces are they integrating where they need to sometimes to your point you do have to put it aside and then you might get that idea I know how to fix that now so whenever you choose to you can bring that back through and if you do, great. And if you don't, that's okay. But it served its purpose to help you get to one tough cookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. But so question for you about, to your point about 
this current book and taking the subplot of work with blending it back into your character. Would you talk a bit about that? And, and in particular, I know that your background lends itself very specifically to the nature of this. So I would love for you to kind of talk a little bit about how you brought in something that you're passionate about and bringing it through to help your character have the well-roundedness and get your readers to buy into her too. So the idea for uh, One Tough Cookie, it came from a dream. I had a dream. And it was just a scene with the two characters talking and I knew they're in a relationship or they were in a relationship and they were talking um, in the dream. They were talking outside the company where I used to work at. I used to be a quality assurance manager in a cherry, a dry cherry manufacturing plant. And in that company, the production it was uh, mostly women. The women were the ones who they inspected the cherries. So once they're dried, they were inspecting them for pits and the leaves and these things. And they were packaging it. And so the men, they were either drying or they were the mechanics. So I thought, well, based on that, my girl, the girl character would be in production and the guy would be a mechanic. So that was kind of, for me, set... And then I, since for confidentiality and stuff, then I didn't set it at the cherry plant and I made up cookies. So I thought, oh, I moved it to Florida. There's a lot of Puerto Rican uh, people there. So I thought that would be a good setting. And I decided to just make up my own company. So it's a cookie manufacturing plant. I thought that would be cute for one section. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then so my character, she's a production supervisor, and she's not well-educated. So when I had the idea, I was always that she was in production and she wouldn't be well-educated. And then the company is going through this food inspection, quality inspection. So at the beginning, because she's not the quality assurance manager, who's the person in charge of it, and she has she's in a production like a floor supervisor, but she's not in charge. There's a higher production. So in the first draft, it was the two of them fighting over in in the food processing. There's a lot of conflict between the quality manager and the production. The production wants yield, 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 the, you know, make more and the quality has to be, you no, know, you need to follow the rules and there has to be some safety quality. So there's usually conflict. So the conflict was mostly them and she was just sort of, kind of witness or she would try to help them oh you should work but it wasn't really her fight in the story and the owner of the company um so she's not the owner and that was also challenge like the story would work much better if the owner <laughs> was the protagonist because it's the stakes are hers is her company and she needs to pass this inspection while well, my character is just an employee in the company. And so that's when I found out that this didn't work was because I got a critique um, from someone and she just critiqued the summary and the query. 
and I wanted it to be women's fiction. So there's the romance and the the romance genre usually focuses on the romance and women's fiction has uh, something else and the romance is sort of secondary. So I knew based on this, cause I wanted to add this <laughs> subplot because yeah, I was, uh, I studied food science and I worked in quality assurance and I thought, and since I couldn't find a job in Germany then I thought, oh, how cool. I can then add, you know, because I studied, I have a PhD, so I studied 10 years. <laughs> and then not to do anything with it was for me very sad. Like, oh my God, I studied 10 years now. And and so I thought, oh, this could be now everything I learned and the experience, the work experience I have, I can bring it into this book. So it's something I know. And I thought it would be different because most books are either in a cafe or a bakery or restaurant. And I thought there's nothing like said at a cookie company. So for me, it was important to have this um, subplot in the book. And because the character just came to me through the dream. So she was like this. So I wanted to be true to the character. So I knew, okay, no, she's not educated. She's a production. She's not the owner. And so, yeah, so I knew it wouldn't work as a romance because I wanted to have this subplot and it was a big part of the book. And then I was in the query and in the, because of the space, I didn't have so much about the company and in the summary either. And the person critiquing was like, well, if you add more of that, then it would make it women's fiction, like clearly. And I was like, well, but it's just that, that Karina is not part of it and that's when I click <laughs> like yeah okay I need to make her part of the story of that whole conflict so I had to change it so that it is a part of her arc so her arc is that she doesn't believe in love she wants to stay alone <laughs> and doesn't want to change so she's let's say against change and the company is expanding, so she doesn't want the change of the company. And then I also added that the owner, who's a woman, wants, is having a relationship with the quality assurance manager. And Karina is like afraid that the owner, Lacey, will be sort of lost in the relationship and will lose the, the drive for the company. Like this, the Lacey is always, has been single and is driven for the business. And now, and Karina's mom had a relationship like that where she sort of lost her way into a relationship, became, became a housewife. So Karina's afraid that the mom, that the Lacey would follow in the mom's footsteps. But this took, to get to this, it took many versions of the story <laughs> to get here to like, oh, and it was because of my agent. She suggested something and then I was like, oh yeah, because she's like, why is she against the inspection or sort of, and then I was like, oh, because yeah, Lacey, originally she was not against this relationship, so of course she would be against it because then it's like her mom. So it took a lot of time. Like, I think I find the story in when I revise. So it took a lot of time to get to that. But yeah, I try to add more stakes to her. All oh, the company can be lost. She can lose her job, which is important to her. And yeah. so then having her drive that conflict 
with the food inspection sort of then. I love that. I love that because I can hear how the layering was starting to happen by, but you still needed to have something to work with. You had to have your first pass at least to, to go, this is where I think this needs to go. And I really want it to have, I want it to be, have more of this, like the depth element of other challenges. And I want it to have romance, but I don't want it to be only romance. And I love how you found a way to weave something else in to create that that change. And that change changed it in a different, for a, a genre of one thing. You moved it from one genre to another, really. But it has it has elements of both because of that. Yeah. And I... Mm -hmm. I love that. So I am curious, what would you suggest to someone who might be listening and working on their own manuscript and maybe a little frustrated that it's not going the way they want, or maybe they feel a little stuck. And even if they have the idea of how they might fix it to get back in and start it, you know, get it fixed, because that's a lot of work to get that manuscript written to go back through and revise and you know something else is needed but sometimes getting back in might feel a little daunting going oh my gosh I, mm -hmm, I've got mm -hmm. to do this again what would you say to them so the main thing is feedback because I got a lot of feedback like that first draft I got I got feedback and I the second draft I had it the same so it was still the same and it wasn't until I got this feedback that I was like, oh yeah, okay, Karina needs to be invested. And I had to like, oh my God, do I take it out completely or do, and I make it pure romance or do I try to fix it in some way? And and so that was really hard to decide because I'm like, no, I need, I want to have this subplot in the story. And so, yeah, I think feedback and getting feedback from different people in this case it was an editor who I was I belong to the women's fiction writing writers association and they have a mentoring program so I was matched with her she was not so expert in romance and so she had like a different and view she could see it a different way I guess and I told her I wanted to be women's fiction not romance or uh, not pure romance and so feedback because yeah like I said the the feedback from my agent was the one that finally clicked everything and that was two and a half years after I wrote the book <laughs> and just uh, she just had a different mind she just saw it a different way or she's like why is Karina and I'm like I never like I was not my intention and then it was like after I was working through her revisions I kind of clicked like what she meant and then I'm like, ah, but oh my God, it took so long. <laughs> and um, also the being open to changing the story because I've had experience critiquing other people's work that they cannot get stressed or don't want to change the story, how they have it or how they envisioned it. And sometimes you do have to change it. So like I had to rewrite this subplot for the food, like, I don't know, five times, I don't know. And adding new scenes and taking out scenes and it was awful. <laughs> but, and like, I didn't want to change it. So like when I got my offer from my publisher, 
they wanted to make it more of a bakery. And I'm like, no, because it's a food manufacturing plant. I want to be true to my profession, not a bakery. And it wouldn't work because there would be less people. The complete situation wouldn't work. And then, and I said, but I'm willing to change some things. And they asked me, okay, give me an outline of what you would change. And so I took out some scenes that were very technical like food safety <laughs> terms. I added more flashbacks because for it to be the product, you have to do research and development. So you test the cookies like at home or so I added more of that, more flashbacks. And my agent came up with these great ideas <laughs> also. And so just like at the beginning when they told me that, I was like, no way, no. <laughs> Then as I thought about it, I was like, maybe I could cut some scenes and add some flashbacks. And then when they came with the, give me an outline and my uh, my agent gave some ideas, I then was like, everything clicked and I could come up with a lot of changes. And in the end, I'm really happy with how it came out because it flows much better, it's simpler. Good. Um, yeah. Less complicated because I had a lot of technical things in there because I wanted to add, of course, all the stuff <laughs> from being a quality assurance manager. But but then, OK, I don't need all that. I added more about what is a food scientist or what's the difference between a bakery. And uh, so for people who don't know. So I think those two things and just willing to do it. It's hard. When, when once you wrote it to rewrite it again um I have everything very well connected and so I have to completely break it down and put it again <laughs> and it's just so hard to do and especially when you've worked with a book for three years but when I got the idea then it was like fun let's say or yeah and then once you have it ready and you see it then it's you know it's it's great <laughs> so just be able be be willing to put in the work and to be flexible and and open-minded Delise this has been awesome where can people connect with you and where can they get your book one tough cookie so you can find my book everywhere books are sold it's in paperback audiobook and ebook and you can find me at delistorres.com and I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at Torres Elise. I love that. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. This has been such a fun conversation. Thank you. It was really fun. Thank you. Thanks again for listening today. I'm so glad you were here. I'd love to hear what resonated with you from this episode. So connect with me on Instagram at author Jennifer Milius and let me know. Your book, your message, your body of work is worth sharing. And you are the right person and the only one who can share it. Keep writing and keep putting yourself out there because the people who need to hear your message the most are waiting for you. They are waiting for you to step up to your next level of genius so they can have the impact they're meant to because you inspired them. I'll see you soon.